What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome, everyone, once again to the Fort Salem Motherland AfterBuzz TV After Show. I got that a little mixed up only because I'm so excited. This is an <laughs> action packed episode full of drama, colorful wedding ceremonies and lots and lots of things to talk about. And we're going to get to all of it, but I'm not going to do it alone, obviously. I'm joined by my unit, Brian Santos. Hello. Sad there was not as many shirtless men in this one, but still loved it. Uh, <laughs> it's great. Weaver. Yes, as you guys know, I am the Abigail Stan, so I am pumped that my girl is here so that I don't feel jumped in this episode. <laughs> Gunner Texera. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I love the Supernatural, everything on it, and this show has my heart just as much. And just like Troy was saying, uh, we are joined by a very special guest. It wouldn't be a bellwether affair without her, Miss Ashley Nicole Williams. Everyone is screaming at home. Thank you so much for being here. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. We guys, uh, we are keeping an eye on everything in the chat, so please feel free to jump in on the conversation. We've got eyes on it. We thank you all so much for being here, for making us ESPN of TV talk, and uh, for helping us break down an amazing episode. We're going to start with the units and unit unity. We're going to get into Scylla and her tagging along at the wedding, and then not just her, but the whole spree crashing the ceremony. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot to discuss, and we're also going to make time to talk with you, Ashley, since we're so happy to have you for a moment. Uh, but before we get into all of this, I want to hear some initial impressions. Tori, you've been uh, Abigail's cheerleader from the beginning, so Whoop. what are your thoughts on the episode? My girl. Well, this really, you know, just supports my argument that she's amazing. Um, <laughs> this episode was like... It took me through the emotions, honestly, because as y'all know, I am the Abigail stand. So seeing her get hurt, I was like, she cannot go in this episode. I felt like I was in the bathroom. Like I wanted to help because she just <laughs> could not go out. I was like, this is not how we're going to end this. So it was so much going on. There were so many layers. Of course, the spree was just kind of like a climactic finale. So uh, what do you guys think? Brian? Uh, oh gosh, it was <laughs> a lot happening. I really just wanted to slap Scylla and Abigail's mother, literally, because I was like, Scylla, stay in your lane. And the mother too, she just has so much drama, but I have to give her credit because she did save Abigail in the end. They worked together. It was an amazing, amazing fight scene. Happy to talk about all that. Loved it. And it was a good episode. I loved it. I, I wholeheartedly agree with your sentiments about <laughs> Abigail's mom. I was like, ah, I still really don't like you, but I appreciate what you do. 
Thank uh, you daughter. for saving our girl. <laughs> really, that's I'm like the only thing I can say about her. The mom is like, thanks for saving Abigail. And this episode really turned me around to Abigail because I see so much more of her. And I'm so ready to bash on Scylla and disrupting this wedding because I know Tori and I are even on the same page on this. Yes. <laughs> I'm so. <Okay. laughs> I'm right there with you. She, I still can't stand the girl, but we're, I'm going to hold off because Ashley, uh, do you get a chance to watch your own work? Do you of see course. the episode? Yes, I did see the episode. And, you know, I, I've seen the first six. I haven't seen seven, eight, nine, or ten. So I, like, knew what I was getting into, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know, like, what happens because, you know, I was acting in all of the ten episodes. But um, okay, so you it do on live. screen That's good is... to know. Okay. So you do <laughs> live. <laughs> I don't know. Do I? No, I'm kidding. Of course. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no yeah it, it was it was crazy to watch and just like seeing everyone's reactions to it um I think is always fun each week especially live tweeting that's wild mm-hmm. so. oh yeah it's been a while since I've live tweeted that's uh, okay well <laughs> uh my first comment that I would have tweeted was about how Abigail and Rael are arguing about their principles and whether or not uh, Scylla should go to the wedding, but that's really not what they care about. They're totally arguing about something else. Just yeah. to... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Her girlfriend and Abigail is like laser focused on making a good impression for her for career. college. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, for that's sure. what, in my opinion, they are really arguing about. Oh, 1000%. And Abigail does not like Scylla in the slightest. So mm-hmm. anything that she, first of all, it's, it's kind of her event. It's a bellwether wedding. So it's yeah. like, I don't want anyone that I don't like here in ruining the chances of me getting to where I need to be, period. Like we see Abigail, she's she's going up. She's kind of getting into that unit unity, but still like anyone who jeopardizes that, bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this period. isn't the party. We had the party episode last <laughs> week, like where everyone yeah. could just like, yeah, everyone's invited. We're all gonna have a great time. Like this is a much yeah. different ceremony. Exactly. And- yeah, and and I knew going in just because of the nature of television, I was like, man, this was that was the fun, colorful romp. This one's gonna get more nitty and gritty and dramatic. I just know it. Yeah, it's it's super serious for Abigail too because you know she has to uphold the bellwether name, so mm-hmm. she nothing can jeopardize that because even like the smallest mess up, like her being late to the wedding, and her mom's like, "Are you kidding?" And I'm like, like the smallest thing can just like make it or break it for her. So having Scylla there was not, not pleasant. <laughs> yeah, what was, what was the word they used? Shitbird? Did I call it a shitbird? Yeah. Shitbird, yeah. Yeah, like, shitbird issues, my soup well, kitchen of a unit. Oh, that All was of those lines one. are just cool. ingrained in my brain. Oh yeah, my soup kitchen of a unit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, great. She, Thank you. She puts up a mean fight verbally. But uh, yeah, her mother though, like giving her stuff for being late. She wasn't even late. She was on time. The unit was on time. They just weren't earlier. 
I know. And her mom was like, that's that's the level that Abigail is expected to be at by her mother, with this, this strict expectation. So Bryant, I know you wanted to talk trash about Mama <laughs> Bell with, with me. Like, I, uh, I man, so, yes. like, she continues to be on the wrong foot for me. Sure. So, yeah, she's just got a lot of issues. Mm -hmm. She has very, very dramatic. I mean, I know the whole thing, like, I'm a business major, so I know, like, if you're 15 minutes early, you're on time, and if you're on time, you're late. So, sure, I give her that. But besides that, still did not agree with all her drama. Um, like you said, she's just so, so hard on everybody, and it, and it just it shows why Abigail is always so tense and always so on it, because her mother is just breathing down her neck. So it's very, very problematic for her mother. But like I said, I mean, the only thing I give her credit for is saving Abigail in the end. Other than that, I would have slapped her. So <laughs> I also gave her a little credit for her moment with Raelle. I felt she was surprisingly sure. compassionate and earnest. But she actually thought that was fake, though. Raelle a hug. <laughs> She oh, gave yeah. her a hug, and she's never hugged Abigail in the show, and that <laughs> has actually made me so mad. Man. I noticed it. So mad. Yeah. Yeah, Tori, I, you noticed Yeah, mm -hmm. in episode four, when her mom comes back, and, like, that little thing in the hallway, she, like, slaps her on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. She's like, good. And Abigail's just like, hi, mom. Like, love you, too. Like, you know? <laughs> and she hugged Rael, and I was just like, why? That made me mad. Yeah. I feel the Tori. same way you guys feel. <laughs> Tori, I got to hear your thoughts on this. <laughs> um, there's a lot. There's a lot going on there because in a way, in a way, like deep down in me, I can understand why Abigail's mother is the way that she is. Like I can yeah. understand it. Do I like it all the time? No. Do I not understand, like you said, why she gave Brielle a hug and has never given Abigail a hug even when she was nearly dying? Don't really agree, but I kind of understand the the discipline that she wants to instill in Abigail because, I mean, if we're being honest, it works. You know, like mm -hmm. Abigail is very strong. She's she's able to carry the unit when they need it. She's able to reinstill those boundaries when they forget. And I think that her methods have kind of worked. Are they, you know, different? Yes. Are they a little strict? Yes. Sometimes they feel a little distant and not as warm as like a motherly figure. Yes. But at the same time, I can kind of understand that because you have to be the example that you want your kids to be. So the same way that she, her mother is challenging um, General Alder, like that's that same strength that she put in Abigail. So while it is, like I said, very distant and cold at times, I can understand her mindset because I mean, and we've seen family members pass in this series and stuff like that and you kind of have to be built a certain type of way to be able to handle all of this I mean I've been to a lot of weddings and I haven't had to deal with that so I can only imagine you know the the kind of invisible armor that you have to have on to prepare for something like that and I think honestly if anybody else was placed in that bathroom I don't know if it would have ended the same way that's a really good point yeah, yeah. uh mother does know best uh <laughs> I, I completely agree with Tori on the point of, like, where it comes from, why it is, and, like, even the, like, underlying tones I can agree on, like, it's, like, the military family, it's, they're raised on structure, they're raised on high Atlantic or morale, and, like, they are the best of the best, they have to load to that standard, like, nobility and the crown isn't a heavy burden to wear, like, you have to meet that standard still to hang on to it and stay in that place, and, do I always agree with it? No. I'm a person that, like, I know going into the meeting, I'm always early because then you're on time. But if a person, like, arrives on time, I don't see them as late. So that's why I was, like, a give and take. But 
I just wasn't here for it the whole time except for that fight scene because that was my favorite part of this whole episode. And honestly, I thought Tally was going to die because she saw this, because this is not going to be Tally's episode. And I just, and then Abigail was like, if we, we can't lose two and we can't lose one, I'm, I'm not okay in this whole episode. I was just stressed and anxious. So it ended on a good note. So I was just happy with how it ended. I'm like, okay, we're fine. We're fine. Yes. Well, it's still ended on a much. Huh? Are we fine? Are we? We're really fine, fine for now. We're fine for now. Yeah, it's a good enough fine. It's a good enough fine. <laughs> good enough. Okay, fine for now. I'll get because the last episode ended where like they they were friends and they were working together arm in arm. Like they are a unit now, and so it only makes sense that they would come into this much uh, where the stakes are raised at this event that they each come in with their own personal baggage. And that's what tears them apart. They're so focused on their own issues mm-hmm. that they completely disintegrate as a unit within moments uh, when it really mattered, meeting with the yep. Dean. Uh, so Rayel hmm? With the Dean, Abigail was still there. <laughs> yeah, well, um, it didn't matter. She got a slept walk and she still would have been there enough. So. <laughs> But Abigail wanted to make a name for herself. (laughs) She wants to. She wanted to do that. I love it. I, oh my God, yeah. Stella was dramatic. Okay, I want to also talk about Rael. Like, when that whole went down with Anacostia, and Rael was just sticking her tongue down. Stella was like, okay, girl, that's extra. You're doing nine much. I was like, you really don't have to go there. But I don't know. Mm-mm. So they they came together as a unit in the last episode, but now they're going right back to who they were at the start of the show. Abigail was hyper career focused to the point where she's kind of blindsided by or with her team. Uh, Rayel was pitching fights with the establishment because that's what Rayel do. And Tally is, you know, lovingly present in the situation. And that's always been a good thing for her. She's always had the one who's kind of had a level head on her shoulders, but because she's so present in the moment when that moment is one that kind of devastates her and is really personal, she can't get out of it. That, that was my take, at least. Sure. Yeah. Gunner, what'd you think? My heart broke for Tally because we all know I've been the, Tally's biggest fan on this show. And Jessica's one of my favorite. I was not okay with this. I <laughs> was pissed. I, I started tweeting at Kai. And I was like, you know what? I'm pissed. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm so upset. I'm disappointed. But I was like, you know what? You know what? I know TV. I have good, I feel like I have good judgment. Like, there's no way they're going to make this end so poorly. He's going to leave her for her. I really do think he's, think he's in love with her. He's going to leave the other girl for her, Tally. I want to believe it. And I was, I'm like, there's no, like, there's no way any of them could expect less of Tally to basically her first love literally break her heart in public, like, right then. Like, if anyone said to her to have it together, even Abigail, I'd say, you dumb. Like, you're, you're ridiculous. You have no clue what it means to be in love then. The fact that Abigail, like, held her hand I was just like we've come so yeah. far <laughs> <I'm> so proud <laughs> yeah it was She's trying to like mm. brace her friend and support her uh yeah. that that I love that little moment well it was kind of and it was also kind of a like earlier during the wedding it was Tally who like put her hand on mm-hmm. Abigail's shoulder mm-hmm. just like, not that it was that kind of moment for Abigail, but just to be like, yeah. hey, I'm here for you. I'm your friend. Yeah. And I, I just love seeing that. Yeah, real quick. Uh, Tori, you're my alternate universe expert. Do wedding rehearsal ceremonies not exist in this universe? Because, like, everyone knew exactly what they're doing. My God. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we usually don't get those. We just get to like the most dramatic version of the wedding possible, like people walking on water down the aisle and things like that. We just usually skip. <laughs> like down. rehearsal yeah. dinners, planning, it just seems like everything is just so accustomed. And I think that's like with alternate universes, they always have like this weird like marriage custom to where everything just kind of falls into place. So well, I think so we rarely see a rehearsal dinner. And honestly, that's mm-hmm. where all the mess ups and drama usually happens anyway. So I think it's better that we just don't do that. I've been to a lot of weddings too and every time I go to the rehearsal dinner and they're like okay now you walk is it like pairs I'm like how do you people not figure this out yet and this one it was like quite the ceremony everyone had a part there was a choreography everyone yeah Yeah. I actually took some notes I was like I might have to incorporate this into mine this is nice I thought it was great getting back on track though uh I don't think was Rael present for that though? Mm-hmm. The ceremony? I is she ever lost present? Of where she She's was. not. Exactly. She was off doing her own drama as usual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Brian, you mentioned you wanted to talk about Rael. Let's do it. I, I man, she was not part of the unit unity at all. She was so yeah. uh, like uh, almost obsessively li- attached to sure to Scylla on this. So I gave her credit at the beginning because she did listen to Abigail and she actually didn't invite Scylla. She told her not to come. But of course, Scylla's part of the spree, so that all changed. But <laughs> but she could have took it a step further if she really did, like you said, wanted to be in, in unity. She could have asked her to leave, but she didn't. And she chose Scylla over her unit as she's been doing for the last five episodes, which is just so bad. And it, like I said, she was just being extra. Like she could have, she should have kept it more low key and could have been like, you know, I'm so sorry that this happened and I'm going to kind of just mm-hmm. keep Scylla here but not be as present. But she was shoving it down everybody's throats. And I was like, I'm here for an LGBT relationship, but I'm not here for this one. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was not it for me. <laughs> yeah. She, as soon as she saw Scylla, she broke off from her group. Mm-hmm, and yeah. uh, she, Never mm-hmm. really was in line with her group again. You're so stressed, Tori. <laughs> she, I didn't stress. I didn't stress. She introduced her like when it was the uh, the unit's time to be introduced. Tori, if you want to say something, go right ahead. It's just rude. Mm-hmm. It is so rude. Like, Beyond, okay, we, of course we know that. Okay, we know that Rayo doesn't know as much as we know in terms of like her being a part of the spree. Great. All that aside, it's still rude if somebody asks you to not come, especially to a wedding, and we are paying per plate. You do not show up. And you are not invited. You don't do not that. So that already blew me. And then, like you said, when she came up, Rayo should have like kind of taking her unit side because like I said it is rude like whether someone is your lover or your friend you still should be able to tell them when they're wrong and I feel like she didn't do that which kind of served as an excuse for her behavior because it was rude whether you're part of the spree or not you don't just show up unannounced especially to someone's wedding that's specifically at someone's house that's rude then Rayel, like you said is over here introducing her to everybody this is not that type of party you supposed to play the bad like I feel like it was just so rude like she was making all these decisions Priscilla, and I understand that, like, that's your girlfriend, I get it, but this is just not the place, and like I said, this is literally Abigail's event, and you are the plus one. Plus ones don't invite plus what? ones. <laughs> she, she said the general... I... Yeah, go go ahead. Go I, I, spree I, aside, I, even if she was just her girlfriend, and, like, she had nothing to do with the spree, she was just, you know, a regular girl, it is just super rude, and I felt like Rayo didn't do her part in addressing the fact that it was still rude. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I... What I was just like, I'm like, you don't mess with weddings. Weddings are invite only. It is the ultimate invite only. You say, sweetie, I love you. I'm, I'm so glad you're here, but why are you here? 
you got to go. You say Abigail. I, Ab- I was so ready for like Abigail. I didn't. I want her to like fight. I was ready thinking Abigail was gonna blow up on her, and Rayle just was like she didn't get a chance to have a fight. I was like, what? What's? Yeah. We're not. Oh, you're gonna do what? Okay. Okay, so, Rayle. Uh. Uh-uh. So when Rayle asked her like, "How did you get here?" Like, Scylla's not even bothering to deflect anymore. She just mm-hmm. ignores it. She just straight up ignores yeah, it. Yeah. What? I was like, yeah. no. And nobody's gonna question. I was like, that's exactly. I was like. Love that you're being supportive of your girlfriend. Love that, like, no one has a problem with the girlfriend. No one has a problem, you and me in a relationship. I, but it's like, this ain't the place for it. Mm-hmm. I was a little shook that, like, nobody else had a problem with it. Obviously, the Bellwether clan was like, what, you don't belong here. And I'm amazed she didn't get straight up kicked out. Like, right? She, these, yeah. these people, they, I'm sure they got enough money that, to hire security. Or security! Something. Well, I, <laughs> I think that, like, Abigail's mom didn't want to make a scene. Sure. You know? Yeah. I, I think maybe she says that when she pulls me aside after. I don't know. But, I mean, I wouldn't want to make a scene there to throw someone out. I mean, True. maybe. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I, mm-hmm. I just think that was probably the best way to handle it in a sense and Rayle's not gonna listen anyway she's stubborn she'd be like okay if Scylla leaves I leave too and it's like mm. and she can go behind. she can go get to stop and go together yeah I mean but it, then if that was the case then Abigail would just be like well I need you here for the Dean of War College meeting what am I doing so it's a lose-lose situation <laughs> yeah well i i actually really appreciated Cordomain finally like not, oh. not like she finally won me over in this moment okay. of all moments i was like okay you are trustworthy you are part of the team because she was <laughs> like basically mama bear to the unit yeah. and to the bellwethers as a whole uh mm-hmm. the only one who was willing to do something about Scylla. so oddly enough i i now am totally backing Cordomain as a trustworthy a member of the military here because she okay. was ready to call people out like it she can make a scene for the generals yeah one thousand percent uh gunner do you agree or disagree on me i, I i've always um stand on acosta she's been one of my favorites she's the one i trusted Mm-hmm. If we get into if we get into our prediction, I have some other like theories that just immediately happened. But yeah. I always like I always was like I liked how like Tally went to her and that Tally could and that Anacostia was willing to be like you aren't invited. And, like I was like thank you somebody said it you weren't invited. But also that she was like all right you're gonna break the rules you can know the consequences when we get back to Fort Salem because I'm gonna run you through it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Look at, okay. All right. Save, <laughs> okay. save your predictions. I really look forward to hearing them. Uh, and I'm just sitting here like I know it all. I'm trying to have a I'm looking at you. I'm just looking at you like. I know. I'm just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I still, well, I, I mean, I kind of trust her now too. I do agree with you, Kevin, that she did give me um, a little more trustworthy vibes this time. But there's just I, there has to be somebody untrustworthy, so I feel like it's her. I can't fault my second daughter <laughs> because she's just a goddess. Like you know getting her arts when she was getting it from witch daddy so i gotta trust yeah. her <laughs> new year bring that up new year mention that i mean Scylla is the untrustworthy one here that's obvious oh yeah uh so like the only reason she didn't get found out by the end of the episode even though tally overheard her and saw her talking to the spree is because there was just so much drama going on that tally didn't want to like pile it on so that's the only thing 
saving Scylla right now is just that everything is a tire fire around her. So, but it's only a matter of time until Tally ousts her further than she already did with. Uh, yeah, she wasn't mm-hmm. So, I I do have to say that what what's up, Ashley? Tori was like, she's better than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, your buddy. girlfriend? Yeah, she's I would a have, murderer. Yeah. I've been running. <laughs> I would have gone running in there. Gone running. So now what? I'm gonna drop a hot take though. Uh oh man. Scylla's genuine though about her feelings with Rael. Like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I think is real. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what absolutely. to do with that. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. I think mm-hmm. that's why we saw that delay in the thing. I think it wasn't just that like maybe Scylla is like a good person or she doesn't know what the spree want with Rael and so she's like waiting. I think she really is in love with Abigail. Hey, not Abigail, uh, Rael. Oh, and I know she's <laughs> bigger plot. Like, oh my gosh, um... ultimate plot. Oh, you figured it out? You figured it out? Um, Save your predictions, guys. Uh, she's, uh, she's like, what if she kills Rael? What if they like, she morphs Rael, whatever, whatever the spree do to their fault. I don't know. But that's why she was so hesitant and that's why she was just like i always i always loved you and everything and that's why she's like gone wherever she went and that's i i'm not here for it. but i definitely would have tore i would have been running in there i've been like spree yeah, <laughs> yeah. what Brian, i think I saw about you that shaking your head yes yeah. <laughs> what i think about that is i think but my problem with it is because i love a good like bad boy bad girl relationship like i love some klaus michelson and caroline like really like someone that's so crazy off the wall bad and someone that's so good so i think that's one of my issues with this because Scylla is like you know kind of technically like a spy so she's not really all the way bad so that's why she's like peeking at those little moments of like oh do i really love her or am i worried about more like my mission like i like the people where it's just like my mission is like the priority like sorry i'll kill rail too so like (laughs) uh, so that's why i'm like oh okay whatever (laughs) sorry no, I don't, you know, honestly, I knew, I knew you guys were going to bring this up and I was like, I'm going to sound so insensitive, but I don't I care that she mm-hmm. has genuine feelings. Like, I honestly don't care. Honestly, and I think, Brian, I think you kind of unpacked something for me. I don't do a bad boy because I feel like if you love me, you would never put me in danger. And sure. so mm, I just don't understand, like, that's when love becomes conditional because keep that <laughs> I'm trying she said to it. put me in, in danger. You can keep all that love. You can bottle it up and put it somewhere where I can't find it because that's not love to me. So I just, they can be genuine. You know, you had a good time. You found somebody. Okay, great. But no, it just doesn't negate everything that's happened because it's just like, you're putting so many people in danger. You're putting me in danger because the spree can't, you know, guarantee my safety. They can't even guarantee your safety. They almost killed you. So yeah. I'm confused. Like, no, you could just keep that over there. And it's just like, she's already wasn't really telling the truth all the time anyway. So it's just, mm-hmm. girl, it's tired. It's just, it's tired. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> Thank you, Tori. Thank you. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Uh, if she really loved Riel, she would have been honest with her at any I'm point. Yeah. Yeah. At any point. She had, she's given so many opportunities to come clean and hasn't done it at all. And or remove herself. Remove yourself that. from the situation. If you feel yeah. like you genuinely yeah. care, you would have removed yourself so that she wasn't in danger. That's what love is. Yeah, yeah. Everybody listening out there. Here's the definition. Thank you, Tori. Thank you, Miss Tori. <laughs> the least she could have done, the least she could have done and be like, oh, by the way, 
I maybe heard that a flock of balloons is coming in to destroy the party. I don't think she knew no, that though. I don't I think heard. she knew that. I don't think you she don't? knew that. I don't think she knew that. Okay. That's what my biggest. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest. I think that she, how like like they said, get her to Penelope Street. I don't know why I can remember that. But I was like Penelope Street. I was like that's such a weird name, but <laughs> for a street name, I don't know why. But they were like, get her there, go. I think she didn't know that was coming and be there six years because that's why she needed to gone because for more plot reasonings that i have okay. ideas about <laughs> i can't i can't wait to hear your predictions i have so many this episode just brought so many to me right now like i just like, the whole episode i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my where gosh. do you guys think she is Scylla. just wondering <laughs> on the beach that beach was talking about <laughs> okay. i mean that was i don't know if it's the safest place for Scylla, but it's a safe place it's away from whatever the spree you're doing you know at this wedding oh, i was kidding i was i don't think she's at the beach <laughs> i don't know where she is <laughs> okay <laughs> i just threw it out there because that's what i could think of <laughs> honestly right, well, i thought so, she got swift up and that was like good gun. take her yeah you raise a really good point there is a lot more to the spree's master plan for that wedding than just Scylla's part uh it seems that the entire wait staff or at least a good portion of it who have gone completely unnoticed as often is the case at these extravagant wealthy events turned uh, out to be the perfect uh opportunity to sneak in spies and assassins and the like and they uh commit murder of the bride gruesome <laughs> Like that was, I did not see that coming like at all. That hurt. Yeah, that one hurt. That one hurt a lot. Like at my wedding, you gonna kill me at my wedding? I know. Before it even happened, before it even happened. (laughs) Like, didn't even consummate. I knew, I knew it was something when she was, um, when she closed the bathroom door. I was like, just something about her being by herself. Just, Mm -hmm. it's not. I don't think this is the place. I just know. I feel like she needs like security. Maybe. I don't know. But it just. <laughs> and what's really bad is I, right after she closed the door, I remember, well, actually it was when Abigail was walking in the room. I remember seeing from the trailer video, the bloody bathroom. I was like, oh no. And I, the door opened. I was like, and that next scene. Was I know. Yeah, that CGI'd. It was CGI'd. I said oh, really? okay. look at technology I, I know. <laughs> yeah i i, I saw that and i was like am, am i am i seeing that wrong is this like a trick of <laughs> is this real yeah it was because yeah it was yeah um, i actually thought it was like she was gonna cords. kill herself really oh. that was my initial thought like i thought it was gonna be oh. this whole thing of like all the pressure from her family and all this like build up in her life like whatever backstory she has was gonna lead yeah. her down that road so I kind of like, had that idea for like 30 seconds as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Until I saw like the, so until they kind of started showing it again. I was like, okay, no, this wasn't like a suicide thing, but I did have that idea for like 30 seconds. Cause she was just kind of, like I said, she was just very content with just like locking herself in the bathroom for mm-hmm. however long. And I, like I said, we've all been to, you know, our fair share of weddings and it's not yeah. really common for like the bride or groom to just go missing by themselves during the wedding. Completely. Right? So, so I was kind of like, why does she, like, why does she want to do that? She hasn't even, you know, usually people soak their feet after they wore the heels mm-hmm. all day. So I was like, this is something about this is kind of not adding up, but I just mm-hmm. wasn't sure what it was. But maybe she did just want to soak her feet. I don't know. 
<laughs> that's really interesting that you guys thought that. Oh, uh, so I know cool. it was. Uh, what like for that scene even like what was like going like how far before even going to the bathroom did you know about that like that was what you were going to be walking into? Like, um, as Abigail, mm-hmm. I'm like as Ashley, I knew it the whole time. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> as Abigail, I think you know she doesn't know what's going on until she hears that sound. Um, and the sound is immediately just like her mom when she was walking through the hallway to find Abigail she heard that and knew something was off and so like when that happens and I can't get into the bathroom and I can't even like use a sigil to unlock the door is like an issue so that sound took away our power and mm-hmm. so that's why I couldn't win strike them away that's why my mom couldn't win strike them away so I think initially that's when they know there's something wrong because of what the spree are using to prevent our powers i could see it on each of your faces Mm. like this it was completely crystal clear to me that there was some enchantment that was preventing you guys from harnessing your abilities and thus you had to completely change your strategies going it was all over both your and your mother's faces um Mm So yeah, I watched your that, um, the one with Elliot, uh, the after oh, yeah. the show, and it talked about how it's the like the, the breastplate on the guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, sorry. What is it? It's that there's was like a chest plate that yeah. was making the noise, right? Yeah, oh, that one of the guy waiter had on him, mm-hmm. and that's where the sound was coming from. Oh, that yeah. wasn't as clear to me. I think once he had died, uh, something about the shot. I thought I could see it, and that I finally mm-hmm. figured it out, but. Initially, I didn't have it. I just knew things had gone south. <laughs> uh, so, Accurate. yeah, there's uh, the, the bride is no longer with us, and there's this gruesome fight. I mean, Abigail gets pretty bloodied up with the two-on-one there. And we know she can hold her own, but she's still new to combat, uh, taking on what I'm assuming are seasoned assassins. But she held her own, as we talked about earlier, thanks to Mama. Mama busts in, and then suddenly... It's a fair fight. Man, oh, oh man, on. was that entertaining. Huh? That was so good. I said, oh, it's on. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Uh, I got to say, I didn't expect this from a freeform show. I don't know why I didn't, because I've seen other freeform shows, and I know that they can be action-packed, but there was something about the way this one was shot that it was it was an action film, just like mm-hmm. right out had- the gate the lovely mj bassett to direct this episode and i know she does a lot of action so she knew immediately what she was doing it was like she signed on for this fight in the wedding um which was just so cool and like i did all my stunts which was wild yeah really yeah Mm -hmm. i was pretty bruised up and like when you do your stunts they treat you like a stunt woman like i felt like one um so i I know there was Oh, I, I know, but like I didn't know like how like they really like get into it. I'm like, she's oh so, my god. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask what your stunt experience was before this? Oh, nothing. Oh, <laughs> love to hear more. Love yeah. to hear more. <laughs> nothing at all. I mean, I'm like impressed. I I played sports, but that's like as close as I can get to stunts. Like I've never done anything stunt related at all. Yeah, but like so. the, I don't know. I'm not a sports guy. I'm an actor who's done stunts. Uh, did it teach you how to fall in sports? Like, I mean, no, don't, I you mean, don't just throw yourself into stunts. But I, I mean, you apparently do. That's, and that's what, like, all of us did on the show. We'd um, 
we'd have the weekend when we weren't shooting and to with our stunt coordinator to learn it and um yeah we just learned the choreography and how to just oh ah you know like stuff like that <laughs> and, you know that's that's what we did I, I got to give mad props to you, to the stunt team, and MJ for pulling that off then, because oh, I never would have guessed. Cool. Thanks. Awesome. Oh, I love thank you. That. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after that kick-ass fight and the, oh man, the witches outside taking care of the balloons, uh, I, and that whole scene, I just loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, Gunner, geek out with me. Do it. I just, I, I, also, I, at first I was kind of bit, I think I wanted to be a little annoyed, but actually I, the more I kept thinking about it, I appreciated how centered Bell, Mom Bellwether and everyone was. It wasn't like hysteria, which I was like, to me, I'm like, it was still a bit unrealistic. I feel like somebody there wasn't military, so they were going to stress out when they see balloons. And, but also how everyone was just like, all right, formation, go here, like start doing whatever their music, music magic is thing. I'm just, I still can't even like process it. And I, I'm just, I'm just like, it's so cool. But also I was like, that was so just on point with it all. I'm like, all right, this is, this is Bellwether time. This is Bellwether like scene. Well, yeah. I mean, you've got like one of the greatest military dynasties hosting this and they're, mm-hmm. the whole wedding party is military. The guests who aren't, they were immediately ushered indoors yeah. by the lower tier cadets. Like, I mean, Clearly, the the generals knew what to do, and everyone followed protocol, as I would expect in the military. Like, it was handled just like any other emergency crisis. It just happened to be one at a, I don't want to call it civilian estate, but certainly not a military mm-hmm. location. Uh, so I think it was great, um, and it let us just get right to the meat of the action and enjoy the spectacle of it all. Uh, which is good, because it made more time for that aftermath, and we get to see the girls come together at the end. And I feel like as much as the last episode was them becoming friends and being a unit, this was their bonding moment. Like now they are a tight unit. 1000%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The end of episode five is definitely where we see a change in Mm -hmm. the whole squad, the whole unit. And um, like individually as well, I would say, but because they've changed individually, they've come together in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I love that ending scene because now we see that like, okay, these people are really going to like start loving and caring about each other, um, which I always love to see in a series. So yeah. cool. I feel like they're as much as they were completely, uh, unfocused and separate this episode, I feel like now they're going to kind of be more of one mind mm-hmm. and, uh, I've seen how each one of them can be on their own, like taking out those mannequins with the scourge. But now, uh-huh. oh, I can't wait. I can't oh. wait. But before we get into Gunner's predictions, um, Ashley, we want to make sure that we uh, take some time with you because, again, we are so appreciative of your time being here. Oh, thank that, you. Uh, we're going to do a little Q&A if that's cool. Yeah, for sure. So, again, if you guys are on the live chat, so, uh, we got eyes on it. So feel free to drop your questions and we'll try to get them in. Uh, Tori, do you have a question for Ashley? Yes, and it's actually going back to that amazing um, bathroom battle scene. Because you were just thrown into stunts, and that was kind of like a tight space. I mean, you were in a bathroom. What was that? What? How did you prepare for that scene? Yeah, I, I, there wasn't really a way I could prepare for it, um, like stunt-wise. I mean, they built... That was actually a set. So, like, we were in 
um, a stage and they built the room and the bathtub and all that. Um, and we just rehearsed in that set, that space. Um, but I mean, of course I had to prepare myself before, like get into the mind zone of like, okay, my cousin's dead. I didn't have the luxury of seeing the, um, her throat being cut out. So it was just like Bernadette's actual throat there. And I'm just like, okay, let's imagine this. Let's see what's going on. Um, but yeah, I just went over it time and time again with our stunt coordinator to prepare for it. And you do have to be mindful of the small space you're in because, you know, the camera's in there when you're working and doing all this too. And it's not just one camera. There are like three trying to film it from every angle. So mm-hmm. it's really hard and you try like not to hurt you. I've, oh, I almost gave something away. There's something in episode eight and I have another fight scene and I accidentally punched a girl. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, everything just it's happening so fast and so quickly also don't know if I answered your question but I hope I did (laughs) ramble there we go (laughs) (laughs) Brian um yes I'm gonna jump in on the chat they have some great questions I actually think it'd be also good for all of us to talk about with you as well um what do you think about the whole idea of the the wedding how it's only like a five-year commitment it's not like a marriage for life well, that explains how Abigail has five fathers, honestly. Um, so you didn't, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> he's writing it down as I say this. Um, no, she has five fathers and you didn't really get to see them. They kind of, um, I think our show ran really long, so they had to cut some pieces out of that episode. Um, but we'll explain it later. But I don't know. So basically it's like, each each guy that you meet I guess it's like if you meet one guy and he's funny and you want that characteristic in your child and the next guy is smart and then I the love other one's, that yeah build so a baby put, workshop <laughs> yeah you like put all of those characteristics is how Elliot explained to me um yeah. into your child um I think in this world especially with Abigail she just doesn't limit herself to one guy so I think even five yeah. years would be hard for her. Um, <laughs> it was hard for her mother, obviously. She needed five. Um, but yeah, I just think in this world, they just care about fighting and, you know, fertility and things like that. So yeah, I love that. When you pulled that guy into the back, I was ready. <laughs> yeah. I know, and right? I think that's super interesting because we always see the parallel between Abigail and her mother. I think it'll be interesting if we do get to see later in the series what her fathers are like and what characteristics she yeah. got from them. That would yeah. be interesting. Uh, Gunner. That's a good idea. Uh, I'm so, I'm so like now complex and I just want to talk to Elliot. I just more and more want to talk about, like, how does this, um, anyways, uh, with the show then, like, how how much has this taught you about yourself and taught about your own character and how much have you, has Abigail impacted you and yourself? Yeah, um, I would definitely say Abigail and Ashley are very, very similar people. Um, I'm not as big of a queen bee as she <laughs> is, but um, I'd say through and through we're the same. And like, as I was shooting over the six months, I learned, as Abigail was learning about herself, I learned about myself. So Abigail not only does her mom put pressure on her, but she puts pressure on herself. And that's something that I as Ashley do a lot. And I don't want to fail either. And I just want to make everyone proud um, and make myself proud. And that's a really big thing that Abigail has to overcome. Um, So as, you know, 
those situations were addressed on the show, I kind of addressed them in my own sense and myself. That's great. We love to hear all about that. And then a follow-up question. Um, who'd you punch yeah. in episode eight? Who was that fight with? Uh, just out of curiosity. <laughs> I know. I know. I it's but you'll know. You'll oh. see the scene and you're just like I'm pretty sure there's a, a clip of it in one of the trailers where I like punch real quick and it goes to the beat. Um I definitely punched that that stunt woman for real. So that was I'm gonna go watch the trailer oh, yeah, I'm, so, I'm gonna be waiting for it now, I'll be like, where's this punch at? <laughs> All right, well, Gunner, I, I know you're itching to drop your thoughts about what's to come. So let me hear your prediction. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to limit it. What, as much as we know I've lived in Anacostia, how calm, and I think that's probably why when the Bellwethers weren't so reactive to the balloons and how calm Anacostia was, it made me start to think, what if she is a silent agent for the spree and she's the one that we shouldn't trust? I still think... She's a good girl, a good girl, good um, person, and like on the good guy's side. But I think she's like, crap, one of my fellow agents got caught. I have to like defuse Tally. Because I really didn't think Tally was going to survive this episode. I thought she saw the spree, she touched the mirror. I was like, she's done. This is not going to end well for her. So that was one of my biggest ones. Uh-huh. That's what my biggest prediction was. And I was like, oh no. That's really good. Uh, really okay. good thought. Well, you're looking at me like I know. I'm like <laughs> I, have like, I have like a list. I have a whole page worth. But I'm not gonna do that to you. And I was like, I feel like eventually I'll just crack you, and I'm not gonna do that on camera. <laughs> uh, Brian, Tori, do you, either of you have any idea of what's to come? Uh, Tori, you go because I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of. Um, I was. I'm trying to figure out why Alder wasn't there. Because huh. it seemed like everyone She's getting else there, girl. She's getting that- there. <laughs> well, she needs to take a break. Um, <laughs> Somebody's got to like be back was, at the base. Everyone, everyone else is here. Yes, but it just seemed like this was a very high up uh, wedding. It wasn't just like some rinky-dink wedding of like somebody who we don't know. This is a bellwether wedding, and to see the pre- uh, the president or dean of War College there, I mean, like ev- everybody's there. Like the who's of the who's are there. So it was kind of like, girl, why are you not there? Why is the so, who of the who? Brian might be. <laughs> Onto something because Witch Daddy also was not there. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Exactly. <laughs> prediction, fertility. We're here for that's it. That's true. But at some point, we had to take a break. And so it was just kind of, it, I don't know. I kind of want to know if they're in the next episode that they're going to kind of like pan to her once she gets the information that this free crash the wedding um, and how she's mm-hmm. going to react. But that, honestly, I just don't trust her. So I probably want her to be a part of it in some type of way so I can be right. But okay. it was just, I don't know. A part of it was just kind of like, Girl, somebody can watch the base. That's clearly not the issue because <laughs> the spree was at the wedding. They weren't at the base. Then why wasn't Joe Tail at the, at the wedding? <laughs> yeah, and we know um, that Adler likes a party or Alder likes a party, you know, from the last episode. Exactly. So that would have been the perfect time for her and Witch Daddy. So why wasn't she there, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian, any thoughts before we good. say goodnight? Um, honestly, I really, I feel like I don't know what's gonna happen because they, the way they set it up was like, they set up for so much, but not something specific, you know, so I definitely think there's so many roads that can be traveled. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want Scylla to get um, exposed just because I think that she's just ruining everything for everybody. Um, And I also want Rayelle to wake the hell up before I slap her along with um, Abigail's mother. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's all I'm gonna say. Ah, oh, we can only hope. So do you All want right, to and 
all of them <laughs> how would you write it Ashley <laughs> I wish I wish I could tell you guys like uh, everything that's happening uh, it's good I I'm thoroughly enjoying the show and uh I look Thank forward you. to seeing what's going to happen next week but we're going to have to wait until then so until we're back next week for another live uh, after show Ashley where can the fans find you online um, they can find me on Instagram at Ashley Nicole Williams. Um, yes, or Twitter, Ashley Nick Will. Um, I think those are the only social medias I have. I'm like thinking, yeah, those are the majors. The only but, social uh, medias anyone's using, don't worry about <laughs> I know, right? Um, <laughs> no, TikTok. But, yeah. Oh, that's true. You, you don't want to follow my TikTok. <laughs> I it's love TikTok. It's right. so bad. Like I make them for me and my five friends that follow me. It's just like, what are you doing <laughs> with your life? <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, Brian, you're on TikTok. So where can everyone find you? Yay! You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at the Brian Santos, and also on Afterbus TV's Quarantine with the Stars. Let's Sorry. Go. <laughs> yes, you can find me. Y'all, I promise I'm going to change my Instagram name. My oh my Instagram God. is, saying is Toxic for Model. I know, I've been saying that. I'm looking for like the right one, but I made it up in high school and it just always stuck. But anyway, <laughs> Instagram <laughs> is at Toxic Model and Twitter is Tori with two E's. So until the name change, you can find me there. <laughs> Gunner. Um, I still, all my eights, um, on Instagram, you can find me at Gunner underscore Thomas 88 or Twitter at Gunner Thomas 888. I like eight's my favorite number and we Gunner Thomas is taken. Eight. Gunner <laughs> Thomas is apparently taken. I didn't know there was anyone else in the world named that. So. <laughs> well, I have like the most basic name. Like if you think about it, it's every Ashley I meet, her middle name's Nicole. Um, there's another Ashley Williams actress, which is funny. That's why I have the Nicole in there, um, to differentiate a little bit. It's fine. I feel you. I feel your pain. It just—it has to be professional, but it has to have character. And then I don't like underscores because that makes it ugly. And it's just like, oh, okay, thanks. Okay. (laughs) First one, Brad. Goodbye. No, no, don't say ugly. I meant. Trying to cover it up now. (laughs) Uh, Ashley, if it makes you feel any better. I've been Kevin Allen. You all can find me at Twitter at Kevin Allen says or Instagram at Kevin Allen Graham. I'm not the guy from Anyone Else by the Trail of the Dead. I'm not the guy who was on The Apprentice. I'm not the director of Aging Cody Banks 2. Uh, wow. And I'm not Kevin Scott Allen, who is a great actor, but he's not me. So uh, that's where y'all can find me. Thank you all so much for being Thank I appreciate it, Ashley, because you know my name. Um, I do. I feel. Thank you so much for being here, Ashley. We yes, really do appreciate it. You've been a wonderful Thank guest. Thank you guys for having um, me. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, this has been a great show, and I appreciate everyone who tuned in for it. We will see you next week. Have a good night. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.